Welcome everybody to another great installment of Calvary Christian Center. We pray that today's message encourages you and inspires you like never before. So sit back, grab your notes, your notepad, and enjoy this message live from Calvary Christian Center. Listen, I came in here, you guys were praising the Lord at a whole nother level. Sound like there's some victory in this house. I just want to celebrate the praise team. They had about half of their team call in sick. So they were, they were just piecemealing that together. But how many of y'all know we got some singers at Calvary? They did the job. Well, I feel like preaching. Judge, I know you got a book that's coming out and it's available. What's the name of the book? Perspectives. Listen, not only is he a judge, retired college president, heals the sick, raises the dead, sets the captive free, praise the Lord, and his sister Daisy's hunk of burning love. He's also an author, a great author. We're going to have his book available when it comes out on hard copy. Go download it. Let's celebrate with Judge Grimes. We're excited, Judge. We love you. Perspective. If you're ready for the word, shout, bring it on. Hey, this is the year of manifested vision. Stand for the reading of God's word. That's my culture. Uh, if you want to not just have vision, but you want to manifest vision, somebody say, that's me. All right, I'm going to do a little teaching today. I've been here. I've been in Palm Coast, and I'm back again. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, God is moving. We're looking at Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. You by live stream, you honor us. Thousands of you watch us every week. You honor us by being with us. You watch us on YouTube and every other kind of tube. We thank you for being with us. Hallelujah. Just don't look for us on the test tube because we're not going to be there. That was funny, y'all. Come on. Joshua 1.1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over to this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving them, the children of Israel. Here it goes, y'all. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread, I have given it to you. I'm not giving it to you. It's already yours. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Somebody shout territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to your, their fathers to give them. Only be strong and kind of courageous. Oh no, wait a minute. Very courageous that you may Observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have Good, good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong 
and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. My, 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 that's good news right there. Wherever you go. I wanna teach for a few minutes along these lines a God-sized vision. How many of you wanna break containment off of your life in 2020 and live with God-sized vision? If that's you, slip up your hands. Father, release your absolute word in this place and around the world by live stream and we'll praise you. Come on, Calvary, give him a praise if you're ready to learn. You can be seated. Man, I stand in awe of the goodness of the Lord. I was just in Palm Coast and what a crowd we had there. Hundreds of our people are there and we're building a mighty campus there. We're doing all right in Ormond. How many of y'all glad for what God's doing right here in Ormond? Come on, give God a praise if you are. I stand before you today with exciting news, critical for your next season, critical for what I believe that God has promised that he's going to do. I wanna speak over your 2020. Remember the book of Job said, you will declare a thing, you will decree a thing, and it will be established. So I'm decreeing that 2020 is our year. In fact, it's your year. It's your moment. Somebody say, it's my moment. To rise above limited thinking and burst through every wall of limitation. This year, you're going to embrace a God-sized vision. If you're ready to manifest God-sized vision, I want you to give a God a praise that's worthy. Come on. Hallelujah. Now, I believe with all my heart that God has big things for us and big things for you. We need to believe big, we need to prepare big, and we need to act big. This is the time that containment mindsets, limited thinking, has to be broken off of your life. This is the time, young lady, mom, dad, for you to capture a God-sized vision. I, for one, am uninterested in living my life and doing the work of the Lord with a man-sized vision. I don't want things that are man-sized, I wanna tuck in my life to things that are God-sized. A man-sized vision is limited. A man-sized vision is temporal. A man-sized vision is predictable. A man-sized vision is achievable through the strength and ability that is in the man. But a God-sized vision is something altogether different. A God-sized vision is unlimited. A God-sized vision is supernatural. A God-sized vision is something that you can't do alone. A God-sized vision gives the God of the vision all the glory because it is something that is mind-blowing, that is earth-shaking. It is something that when it manifests, you have to say, God, I praise you because I didn't even see that coming. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to connect to God-sized vision in 2020. Anybody in the house ready for God-sized vision in 2020? Now let me give you a little background here in our text in Joshua. The children of Israel have come to the end of their wilderness journey. This is very powerful to me. I don't want you to miss this because as I was looking this over, the children of Israel after this season of warfare coming through the desert and coming through these times, they have released from their time in the wilderness. And I came to tell somebody that 2020 marks your year that you're coming through your wilderness journey. Okay, only 12 of you can shout. 
There's some of you, 2018 seemed like a wilderness. 2019 seemed like a wilderness. But 2020 is the possess the land year. Oh, somebody give God praise. That resonated in my spirit when I said it. Now, here's the truth. God raises up a man. After Moses had died, God raises up a man named Joshua and gives him a fresh vision for a new season. God will never invite you into a new season without giving you fresh vision. So he invites this man, Joshua, into this new season and gives him a fresh vision for his people. And one side note here, people with God-sized vision cannot be led by what is dead. Come on, Moses was dead. Moses represent what, represented what was. Joshua rose to lead into a new season. And here's the reality. Dead leaders can, can never lead an alive vision. Come on, y'all. I might be a little bit older, but I ain't dead. Can I get a witness? Come on, somebody. I just had my birthday, and y'all know... I, I couldn't celebrate it because we was on the fast, but last week I loved that chicken from... Popeye's, come on somebody. And I tried a Popeye's chicken sandwich too and it's really good, come on. And then I tried a little pizza too and it was really good. And then I tried some red velvet cake and it was really good. And then I tried some cheesecake and it was really good. And then I tried a brownie and it was really good. And then I had some ice cream on it and it was real, real good. Come on somebody, I wasn't playing, it's my birthday. But here's the truth, dead leaders can never lead in a live vision. And I wanna tell you, people with God-sized vision, they understand something. They're thankful about where they've come from. They're grateful about what they've been through, but they refuse to be stuck in the past because they're excited not only about where they've come from, they're excited about where they're going. See, the children of Israel didn't stay where they were. They didn't stay at the Red Sea. They didn't stay at the manna. They didn't stay in the desert. They were thankful for where they've been, but they were excited about where they're going. I wonder if there's anybody here today, you can look back at how you have matriculated through life and look back at the journeys that you have made through life, and you can say, hallelujah, in the university of life, I have come through some hard times, and I am grateful for what God has brought me through, and I give his name all of the praise, but I also understand that God is not through with me. I'm not only thankful for where I've been, I am excited about where I'm going. I just came to this third service looking for somebody who's excited about where they're going. If anybody's excited about where you're going, come on, make a little noise in the house today. People with God-sized vision are also thankful, but they live with great anticipation. Now, I want to share with you four things that mark someone who has God-sized vision. Number one, a God-sized vision is bigger than you think it is. It's bigger than you think it is. The Bible says in Proverbs, as a man thinks in his heart, get it now, so is he. So often we are trapped with limited life because we think in a limited way. It's the gray matter between our ears that limits us. We don't think with God-sized vision. And wherever usually we wind up in life, often we have thought our way into it. See, God-sized vision requires a different way of thinking. God-sized vision has God attached to it, so it's bigger than you think it is. In fact, Ephesians 3.20 says this, unto him who is able, to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above anything. Somebody shout anything. 
Come on, somebody shout everything. Come on. E-R-R thing. Come on, somebody. Anything and everything. Anything we can ask, watch it now, or think, or think according to the power that works in us. Some of you here today, I love you, but you've had this mindset, well, you know, God's going to do a little something for me in 2020. God will move a little bit for me in 2020. I'm expecting God to shift a little something for me in 2020. But I have come to Calvary this morning to blow the trumpet in Zion and tell you that if it's God-sized vision, it's going to be bigger than you think it is. You cannot think beyond what God is able to do. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. God told Joshua, listen, I'm going to give you all the territory that I had promised your ancestors. Here's the truth. Joshua, years earlier, had caught a glimpse of part of the promised land, and he was blown away by it. He had gone in with a group of spies, and he was blown away by what he saw. But here's what I love. God said, I'm about to blow your mind because I'm going to give you all the territory that I promised your ancestors. You say, well, how, how big was this acquisition? Are you ready? It represented over 15 million acres. He said, you're thinking this way, I'm about to move this way. And some of you have been thinking, God's going to move a little bit for me in 2020. I believe that God in 2020 is going to blow somebody's mind with his goodness as you step into God-sized vision. Tell your neighbor, this is God-sized vision. Yeah, the vision I have for my life, this is God-sized vision. The vision I have for my family, this is God-sized vision. The vision that we have in this church, this is God-sized vision. Remember, I love verse 3 because the promise is this. He said, everywhere that you put the sole of your foot, you're thinking one thing, Joshua, but here's what I want you to understand. Everywhere that you place the sole of your foot, you're going to find out I have given it to you. Not I'm giving it to you. Not you shall get it. No, you already got it. I have given it to you. All you got to do is stand up and take it. All you got to do is everywhere you put the sole of your foot. See, that's where faith came in. He could have sat there on his rump like a bump on a stump, but there was something inside of him that said, no, God said, I got to get up if I'm going to possess it. This is your year not to sit back, chillax, relax, and say whatever happens, happens. Deja, come what may, case, sarah, sarah. No, baby, this is your day to stand up and say, I'm taking my family, I'm taking my city, I'm taking my joy, I'm taking my money, I'm taking my relationships, I'm taking my purpose. Everywhere I put the sole of my foot shall be mine. See, there are some things you've been waiting on. You think you're waiting on God? God is waiting on you. God said, get up and possess it. This year you're you're going to get up and you're going to possess it. This year, you're not going to wait for it to come to you. You're going to come out of the wilderness and you're going to go to it. Somebody who's ready for God-sized vision that is bigger than you're thinking, make a little noise in the room right now. Ooh. See, there's a shift in this scripture because in the scripture, he goes from talking about you're going to have this and you're going to get this land. He said, no, everywhere you put the sole of your foot, it's going to be yours. Here's what I love. People with God-sized vision, they take territory. See, this year, your warfare is going to have territory attached to it. 
You're not just going to fight for survival. Come on, somebody. The fights this year are going to produce the spoil. The fights this year are going to have territory attached to it. If you fight this year, you're walking out with something. Come on, somebody. I want to tell you anything I have ever thought. See, you, you may think one way, and I've done that for years. I've done that in my life in times gone by. I want to tell you anything I've ever thought. God has always been bigger than what I was thinking. Any agenda that I had for my life, God was always bigger. I came here 22 years ago. I thought a church, Calvary. I thought a city, Ormond. But God said, no, I don't just have a church for you. I got churches for you. I don't just have a city for you. I have cities for you. I don't just have a campus for you. I have campuses for you. Come on. Oh, you say, I don't believe it. The devil is a liar. You go to Orlando right now. We now own acreage in Orlando in some of the most high-profile property in all of Orange County. We got a church there this morning that had over 600 people. I just left a, a, a place in Palm Coast that is running over with hundreds of people. We are now in NSB. We got four, but we're going to get more. Come on, somebody. I need to let somebody know in this room what you're thinking is going to be bigger than you think it is if you let it become a God-sized vision. Are you ready for God-sized vision? See, in Jesus' name, your life will be more than you think as long as you are ready to attach yourself to God's size vision. That's why you can't let anybody judge you. That's why you can't let anybody think that you're weird because you believe big. No, this is God's size vision. Look at the neighbor. You know, some churches, they talk about each other. We talk to each other and just say, hey, neighbor, get excited with me. Say, this year, I have God's size vision. Now, if you've got God's size vision, come on, give him a God's size praise right now. Come on, y'all got God-sized vision in this house. How about over there? Y'all got God-sized vision? Glory to the Lamb of God. Listen, number one, a God-sized vision will be bigger than you think it is. Number two, a God-sized vision is more than you, you can accomplish alone. You say, well, Pastor, I'm going to do it alone. Oh, by myself. No, no. Your vision will not come to pass all by yourself. Joshua had to possess the land, defeat all the enemies, and lead just a million men, plus their wives, plus their children, across the Jordan into the promised land. When he got there, he had to fight to possess it. The truth is, Joshua was in over his head. It was too much for Joshua, but he was connected to El Shaddai, and El Shaddai is too much for your problem. Come on, he's more than enough. Joshua was in over his head, and a God-sized vision will always require you to get in over your head. God is not going to give you a vision and then put himself in a position where he's removed from the equation in order to bring it to pass. God will never give you a vision that does not require his help. If you have a vision that you can do without God, it's not a God-sized vision because God will require you to have a vision that will cause you to have to tap into his miracle-working supernatural power. If it's a God-sized vision, vision you can't do it without God and you can't do it without others that's why you can't have a stinky attitude 
Oh, it's quiet now. That's why you got to learn how to get along. That's why you just don't be nice to people who are just exactly like you. You be nice to everybody and you be kind to everybody. They're not like me. They don't believe like me. They don't act like me. They're, listen, it's called growing up. Come on, somebody. It's called the world. We live in a world where people are different, but there is something that conclusively brings us together, and it is the name that is still high above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every name knee shall bow. You got to learn how to be nice to people. You got to learn how to be kind to people. You got to learn how to celebrate people. You got to learn how to say, attaboy, good job. You got to learn to cheer for people even when they're going up and you're not going up yet because God will never do for you what you secretly resent him doing for somebody else. I'm preaching now. You got, oh Jesus, you got to learn. Number one, you need God, but number two, you need others. If you want to fulfill a God-sized vision and you say, God, I need you and put me with the right people. If you're declaring that in 2020, come on, give the Lord a praise. Uh, see, see, the Bible says that Joshua had victory, but the real source of Joshua's victory and manifested vision was because of God's presence. Joshua 1.9 says, have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you, mm, with you, <laughs> Ooh, with you, with you. Ugh. Somebody put your hand on your chest and say, he's with me. Oh, my, 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 my. He said he's with you wherever you go. This is so powerful to me, precious, because everything hinged on the presence of God, possessing the land, possessing the promise, coming out of the wilderness. It all was connected to the presence of God. A God-sized vision will never be fulfilled without the presence of God. You say, well, pastor, there's trouble, there's trials, there's adversity. You need to write this down. A God-sized vision does not require the absence of adversity. A God-sized vision requires the presence of God. Joshua still had to fight, but it was the presence of God that secured the victory. Some of you are waiting. You think, well, it can't. I can't do it because there's adversity there. There's trouble there. The, the presence of adversity does not negate that we serve a God who is more powerful than the adversity that we are encountering. I'm telling you that the presence of God, it doesn't matter if you got to fight, you're going to win. It doesn't matter if people hate you. You are more than a conqueror. It doesn't matter if the world says you can't you can't do all things through Christ who strengthens you I'm telling you don't be afraid don't be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you may go so here's what you got to know Joshua had to fight for the vision but the presence of God secured his victory it had to come to pass it had to happen because God was connected to Joshua I'm telling you the key I love this church and I'm grateful for everything that I get to do on all these campuses and we're seeing growth and revival and miracles and I'm thankful and I'm giving God glory but I'll tell you something I want you to understand the real key 
for victory in Calvary on every campus is not the presence of Jim and Dawn Rayleigh. It's not critical. The most critical thing is not that Jim Rayleigh's here or even Dawn Rayleigh's here. The most critical thing, I can't be at every campus. I'm not, I'm not present. Come on, somebody. I can't. I, I can't be here and in New Smyrna and in Orlando and in Palm Coast. I just do the best I can. But the truth is, the critical component to victory and the next level, even for Calvary, is not in my presence or Dawn's presence. It is in the presence of God. That's the priority. That's why you come to Calvary and our praise is a little bit radical. That's why you come to Calvary and there's freedom in the house. That's why we clap and we shout. That's why we rejoice because the Bible says the Lord inhabits habits the praises of his people. We're not just going through religious writ. John's not up here just leading a few good songs that he likes. They're not up here just hanging out with you trying to show off their vocal capability. They're not just up here hanging out trying to sing a good song. No, baby. They're trying to attract the presence of the Lord. That's why when you come to Calvary, there's something different here. Many people walk in and say, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know what it is, but there is something different in the house. You know what it is? It's the presence of Jehovah. And see, God does not show up because we're a part of this denomination or that denomination, but God shows up where hungry people learn how to give him praise and honor and glory. God shows up in desperate situations. That's why sometimes we dance in a dilemma. That's why sometimes we shout in shackles. That's why sometimes we praise the Lord when all hell is breaking loose because if we know that he, can, he comes in our praise, we know that when he shows up, all things are possible. God help us Jesus see here's the truth we need God for a God-sized vision and when God shows up push your neighbor and say anything's possible yeah 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 listen when God's presence is there if God if God is there if God is with you you can kill a giant David if God is with you you can survive a lion's den Daniel I said, if God is with you, you can watch the Red Sea part right before you, and you can walk across on dry ground, Moses. Come on, if God is with you, ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you can go through a fiery furnace and not even be burnt. If God is with you, I got a feeling everything is going to be all right. Here's the truth, y'all. We can roll away the stone, but only Jesus can raise the dead. Ha! I said, we can roll away the stone. We can do what we can do, but only he can do what we can't do. I, I dropped by to tell somebody, you roll away the stone, Jesus will raise the dead. You do what you can do, Jesus will do whatever you can't do. Tell your neighbor, roll away the stone, come on. Yeah, 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 just do your part and get ready. In order to fulfill God's size vision, we must, we, we must do what, what he tells us to do and then watch and anticipate only what he can do. I came to tell you I have a word for somebody in the next season. I have a word for you. I hear the Lord say, get ready to be surprised. Come on, somebody. Surprised by sudden breakthroughs. Surprised by divine reversals. 
surprised by supernatural open doors, surprised by advancement that only comes from the Lord, surprised by right relationships. God's about one minute you're going to be like this, the next minute you're going to be like that. A divine reversal. Get ready for doctor's reports to reverse. Get ready for children's attitudes to reverse. Get ready for financial issues to reverse. It's time for a surprise season. You say, Pastor, you don't understand the totality of my problems. You don't understand how bad things have been. You don't understand how intense the process is I've been going through. But I've come to tell you, it may seem hard for you, but the things that are hard for you are easy peasy, lemon squeezy for God. Come on. That's right. I said it. I said easy peasy, lemon squeezy. That's cracker wrap. Come on, somebody. I told y'all that's cracker wrap right there. It's easy peasy, lemon. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Y'all don't say nothing to me. I beatbox right up in here and y'all say, wait a minute. Ain't he white? Yeah, he white chocolate. Can I get a witness in the house? I'm trying to tell you the things that you can't do, God is able to do. The mountains you can't climb, God is able to bring you to a place where you see exceedingly, abundantly, far above what you can ask or think. Somebody who's with me, and you know God is with you, give him a great praise. Okay, number one. Here we go now. It's bigger than you think it is. Number two, you can't do it without God. You can't do it without others. But number three, a God-sized vision produces results that are better than you imagined. Come on now. Get ready. Remember the God you serve is exceeding. He's abundant. He's far above what you can ask or think. Somebody say better. See, when God gets involved in it, it will produce results that are better, better than you were thinking, better than you imagined, better than you thought. See, Deuteronomy 26, he said, son, this is going to be a land flowing, flowing, flowing with milk and honey. But it was better in Joshua 1 than they were thinking in Deuteronomy 26. And anytime God moves in it, it's better than what you imagine. You say, well, Pastor Ray, you just don't know. It's been so hard for me. I just been struggling 2019. Oh my goodness, Pastor, I just don't know. I'm just surviving. I'm just hanging on, Pastor. It's just so hard. It reminds me. Now, some of y'all, all y'all aren't 12. Some of y'all remember the show Hee Haw. Come on, y'all don't get all religious on me. My granny made us watch Hee Haw every Saturday night. You had to watch it. And one of the skits was this. The people were singing, laid up, and, and drunk, singing gloom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. Oh! If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Oh, gloom, despair, and agony on me. Yeah, I'm country. I just don't know when it's going to show up. See, the truth is, some of y'all get up in the morning and you're singing, gloom, despair, and agony. It's going to be a bad day. Deep, dark depression, excess of misery. 
That's how you say, if it weren't for, I'm telling you, you need to flip that script. You need to get up tomorrow morning and sing, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. Oh, I told Satan, get behind. Victory today is mine. Oh, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. Oh, I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Hey, I need somebody who wants to get out of gloom, despair, and agony on me and step into victory is mine. Give God praise. Here's what I know. Life disappoints, but God never does. I said life disappoints, but God never does. Joshua had called a glimpse of the promised land, but now he would possess it all, and it would be better than what he was thinking. I want to declare over you, raise your hands. Here's what I declare. God is about to lead you into manifested manifestations of vision that are far better than what you were thinking. If you receive that by faith, make a little noise in the room right now. I'm about to date myself, not that I haven't already, but I remember when Disney World was built, Disney World, not Animal Kingdom. Come on, I'm talking Disney World. When I was a little boy, we used to go over and they had this building that was built and we would go in there and look at models of Disney World and they would say, this is coming. This is what Disney World is gonna look like. And I heard a story about Mrs. Walt Disney because Walt Disney had died before Disney World had opened. And Walt, Mrs. Walt Disney was there in Disney World in Orlando. And someone said to her, isn't it a shame that Walt didn't leave to see this come to pass? That Walt didn't see this? She said, oh, you, you, you don't understand. He did see it. That's why it's here. Are you tracking with me? He said he did see it, that's why it's here. He saw it before he saw it. He saw it in his heart, he saw it in faith. See, some of y'all right now, you need to get in faith and see it before you see it. I wanna tell you that God is gonna move in ways that you say, Lord, look what you did. You were so faithful, but even Walt Disney World, when he had that vision for Disney World and maybe Epcot, he couldn't have seen what was gonna happen because there's Disney World, there's Epcot, there's MGM, there's Animal Kingdom, because you know why? It was bigger than what he was thinking. I came to tell somebody today what God is gonna do in your life in 2020. It's gonna go beyond what you're thinking. It's gonna go beyond your limited mindset. Good God Almighty, I know this is a faith message, but are you ready to step out of your vision and into his vision and say, God, blow my mind. Have your way. Move in such a way. You get the glory. One, two, three, give him praise. So remember, when it's God-sized vision, it's not only bigger than what you think, it's better than what you think, dreamed, or imagined. Number four, a God-sized vision will give him all the glory when it comes to pass. When God does it, he gets the praise. 
See, the promised land for the children of Israel, it was great, but it wasn't heaven. There were still battles to be fought. There were still enemies to be routed. There were still processes to go through. And I want to tell you something as it relates to your destiny and purpose. Nobody said it would be easy. Nobody said folk wouldn't talk about you. Nobody said people wouldn't resist. Nobody said that folks wouldn't try to stop you. But just because the vision is from God, it doesn't mean that it's going to be a cakewalk. But I'm telling you this, when it comes to pass, it'll give God glory. Isaiah 49 declares that God would use his people to be a light to the nations. This is powerful to me because a God-sized vision will bless you, but it will bring glory to God. The nations around Israel, they, they, the surrounding nations looked at the barrenness of these desert-dwelling nomadic people who suddenly and supernaturally began to possess territory and take the land. And all they could do was bring honor and glory to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Even the, those that were heathens had to acknowledge that God was moving for the children of Israel. I've come to tell you that God will move in such a way in your life that even sinners will have to say that the Lord is on your side. I'm telling you, God will take you out of things you never thought you could come through. God will raise you out of problems you never thought you could raise out of. God will use you in ways you thought you never dreamed or imagined. God will unlock seasons. He will take you into seasons. He will move things out of your way. He will get you over your past. He will get you beyond divorce. He will get you beyond failure. He will get you beyond addiction. He will get you beyond sexual bondage. And people will look at you in one season and say, you're a desert dweller. And they will look at you in the next season and say my God look at her possessing the land you know why because when God gets involved in it he will use you as a light for his glory people around you will have to say look at the Lord I thought they were done but somehow God has blessed them anybody want to be a part of that scenario they had to give glory to the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob tell your neighbor this is God's size vision Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, say, this is my life. Holler at him, say, my life. About to be filled with a God-sized vision. And if you won't praise him, come on, say, if you won't praise him, say, I'll praise him by myself. Yeah, I'll praise him by myself. If you won't praise him with me, I'll praise him by myself. They don't know what you've already came through. They don't know that you walked across when you should have died. They don't know that you made it through long days and lonely nights. They don't know that you cried yourself to sleep. They don't know how bad folk hurt you. They don't know that your friends spoke evil of you. They don't know the problems that you have. But you can say, if you thought that was something, wait till now. I didn't come through all that to stay where I am. I didn't come through that problem to die right now. But I'm going and everywhere that I put the soul of my foot it shall be mine in 2020 how do you like me now hallelujah God ain't through with me my Lord I'm about to preach my britches down come on somebody oh Lordy I need somebody who's radical enough to claim it come on make a little noise in this room right now Now, as we start to try to land this plane, I want to share with you three things that God showed me that were so critical and so powerful that I almost just felt like standing up. 
But I was writing the message and saying, praise the Lord, preach. And I was at my own desk. Come on, I was going to be the preacher and the audience. Uh, the other day, I plugged, I, I turned on a YouTube, and the preacher was preaching. And man, I'm telling you, I got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost and slain in the Spirit. And I caught myself, come on. And I stood up and I looked at the preacher, it was me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I take up myself that time. Watch this, Joshua 1.4. Don't miss this because we're taking territory. From the wilderness in this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all, somebody shout all all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. There are three things God showed me here that I'd never heard before. Number one, he said, I'm going to give you Lebanon. Lebanon means white, like the, the, the white snow-capped peaks of that region. Lebanon has beautiful mountains. And he said, he said, I'm going to give you the high places. He said, I'm going to take you higher. I'm going to take you higher than you were thinking. I'm going to give you the hikes. You're not going to dwell in the depths, but I'm going to give you the hikes. Lebanon means the hikes, it means the white peaks, but it also means purity. So he said, I'm going to take you higher. And I want to tell somebody, don't get comfortable with the view you have right now. I said, don't get comfortable with the view you have right now. God is about to take you higher. 2020 is Calvary's year to go higher. And I want to tell you something. As we manifest vision in, the next, in this next season, we will go higher than we've ever been. If you're ready to go higher than you've ever been, take a 10-second praise break right now and say, I'm ready, Pastor. I'm ready. Come on. If you want to go higher in your career, higher in your influence, higher in your income, higher in your passion, higher in your burden, higher in the presence of God. But I want to tell you this. Not only are we going to go higher, our perspective is going to change, our attitude is going to change, the things that bothered us, the people that bothered us, they're not going to be able to bother us anymore because we realize what you think, what you say, what you've said, it doesn't affect me because God has taken me higher because the Lord is with me. Come on now. Some folks won't be with you in the next season that were with you in the last season. Some folks that were with you when you were struggling can't take it now that God has taken you out of that struggle. Some people, you thought they were with you, but they were actually feeding the struggle that you were in. So they couldn't go to this new place that you're in because they were never really with you to start off with. But God said, may they not be with you, but I'm with you. Some of your family ain't with you, but God said, I'm with you. Some of the people that you took care of, they ain't with you, but God said, I'm with you. Some of the people that you are nice to, some of the people that you made a way for, some of the people that you did the most for, they're not with you, but God said, don't sweat it. I'm with you and you're going higher. But not only that, God will raise up people to fulfill a God-sized vision who do not seek self-glory, but who will do boldly declare, this is for God's glory. See, God will bless you according to your willingness to give him glory. Selfish motives and impure motives will be scattered out of the way, and God's manifested vision is going to bring him 
glory. We are rising in 2020. We're starting more campuses. We're going to win more people to Jesus. We're going to be a brighter light. Our music is going to be heard around the world. I say it in faith. We're going to be a culture-shifting church. And man does not get the glory, but the name that is above every name is about to be praised at a whole nother level. If you're ready for that, give God a shout about your own life. So he said, I'm going to give you Lebanon, then I'm going to give you Euphrates. The word Euphrates means fruitfulness. So I've come to tell you that this year, you're moving from barrenness to fruitfulness. Somebody raise up your hands and say, this year, I don't allow myself to be contained by barrenness. Say, in Jesus' name. Shout out, say, in Jesus' name. Say, I move from barrenness to fruitfulness. Somebody give God praise. Come on. God is moving you supernaturally from frustration to fruitfulness. I command you in the name of Jesus to bear fruit. I command you to bear fruit. I command you to bear fruit. I command your family to bear fruit. I command your children to bear fruit. I command your job to bear fruit. I command your walk to bear fruit. I command this church to bear fruit. We will not be barren. We will not be defeated. But I'm telling you, you're going to get attached to God's vision and you're going to bear fruit. I command you to bear fruit. I command you to bear fruit. If God is on your side, I command you to bear fruit. If God is with you, I command you to bear fruit. Somebody say, I shall bear fruit. Oh, glory to the name of the Lord. I command you to bear fruit. And then he said this, he said, I'm going to give you all, all, somebody say all, all the land of the Hittites. That doesn't sound like much until you define the name Hittites. Hittites means fear. It means dread. It means terror. It means to be afraid. Come on now. The Hittites represented the children of Israel times of fear, times of terror, times to be afraid. But I've come to tell you God's about to change some things in your life. Here's what I declare that the Lord declares over you. The Lord declares over your life that you're about to conquer and possess all that has kept you worried. You're about to conquer and possess all that has kept you afraid or full of anxiety. In fact, I need you to look at a neighbor. I won't make you hold hands because some of y'all are scared of flu season. Come on. But look right at your neighbor and say, neighbor, say, this is what the Lord declares over you. You're about to conquer. You're about to conquer. You, you, you. Say you, you, you. Look around at two or three people and say you, you, you. Say me too, me too, me too, me too, me too, me too. Hey, hallelujah. Say you're about to conquer. Come on. Say you're about to conquer and possess all that has kept you worried, all that has kept you afraid, all that has kept you awake, all that has kept you full of anxiety. This year, you're gonna possess it all. This year, you're gonna, oh Jesus, I need somebody ready to possess the land. Give God the glory. I don't know if you heard what I've been preaching. 
But while I've been preaching to you, I've been preaching to me. I'm not going to survive and barely get by. But this is my year of God-sized vision. High-five your neighbor and say God-sized vision. If you want me to be small, if you want me to be defeated, you may not want to hang out with me this year. If you want me to be upset, if you want me to be uptight, you may not want to hang out with me this year. But this year, I'm walking in. This year, I'm praising God. This year, I'm taking territory. This year, I'm worshiping the Lord. This year, I'm unlocking a new season. This year, my enemies will become my footstool. This year, I'll be a light. This year, I'm gonna have joy. This year, I'm gonna walk in purpose. I need somebody who hears the preacher declaring something about you. Give God a praise right now. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The wilderness is over. I said the wilderness is over. If you want to fight devil, let's fight. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Joy. It's mine. Peace. It's mine. Power. It's mine. Anointing. It's mine. A new season. It's mine. A new job. It's mine. A new house. It's mine, a new burden. It's mine, a new door. It's mine. Whatever God has said, I'm gonna walk it out. I'm gonna possess the land. This is a God-sized vision. I need somebody that's with me. If you're tracking, one, two, three, give him praise. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I can't be cute about it. If praise upsets you, I apologize right now. But I gotta give him praise. God-sized vision is manifesting in my life. God-sized vision. It's bigger than you think. A God-sized vision is more than you can accomplish alone. A God-sized vision produces results that are better than you imagine. And a God-sized vision will give him all the glory when it comes to pass. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you Lebanon. I'm going to take you higher. I'm going to give you the river. I'm going to take you deeper. Mountains are higher. Rivers are deeper. If you go higher without going deeper, then you missed it all. Because people who go high without going deep can't maintain the high. 
if they've not developed the deep. Tell your neighbors, say, don't just go high. Go deep. Deep people don't get offended. Deep people aren't small in their thinking. Because you can't be fruitful. Remember, Euphrates means fruitful. You can't be fruitful without going deep. Finally, number three, Hittites. Fear, dread, terror. God's about to shift the season. And you're going to conquer. For you've been afraid. Sit down. I'm, I'm going to close. You say, well, Pastor, why are you doing this? You know, with everything you got going on, got these campuses, why in the world are you running to Palm Coast? Hmm. Why are you doing that, Pastor? You're trying to get yourself a name. You don't let everybody know your name. I don't care if any of y'all know my name. Because he knows my name. He knows my name. Oh, how he walks with me. Oh, how he talks with me. Oh, how he tells me that I am his own. I don't care if you know my name. He knows my name. And he's with me. See, that's what you have to rejoice in. You say, well, Pastor, is this thing big? It's bigger than I thought it was. Is it good? Better than I thought it was going to be. You know, last week we came to you, came to our campuses, and uh, we were believing God for Sacred Sunday because we're expanding. We just spent a tremendous amount of money starting Palm Coast. Hundreds of people sat at that church today. Now we're expanding across the street with the kids center and uh, I talked to you about giving the sacred season offering for sacred Sunday and we broke all records just right here on this campus cash $328,358 tell your neighbor it's bigger than you think it is And then when we added Palm Coast to it, the number came to $346,030 because Palm Coast was pushing $20,000 at a brand new campus. It's bigger than you think it is. NSB came in with $10,000, so already we haven't even received our legacy giving yet, and that's going to come in throughout the year. Already we got $356,000 that came into First Fruits. I need somebody that loves you. Give him praise with me right now. I want you this year to help me. And I want you to break your payment off of your life. And I want you to plug into a God-sized vision. I want you to believe that nothing's impossible. But with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here, you'd say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. I'm not where I need to be. When you pray, pray for me. I can't fulfill this vision because there's sin in my life. And since you're praying, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. If that's you, when I count to three, raise your hands. Ready? One, two, three. Pray for me, Pastor. I see hands across the room. 
I want everybody to take your hand and place it on your heart. Whoever's going to close the service, get ready to close it. But I want you to take your hand and place it on your heart right now. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Pray, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, please forgive me for all my sins. Make my heart wash it clean in your precious blood. I can't do this without you, but nothing is impossible with you. Make my life brand new in Jesus' name. I want you to give God praise for all who prayed that prayer today. No, no, nobody leave for just a moment. I'm going to invite my altar workers to come out here. If you see somebody leaving, it's just because they're serving in the back. So I don't want anybody to, to leave. If you would just hang with me for a minute. Um, I love revival. How many of y'all love revival? Wednesday night, William McDowell, Grammy nominated. We sing tons of his music, mighty man of God, awesome preacher. He's going to be right here at Calvary for First Revival Wednesday. You better come. If you don't come, I'm going to come to your house and get you. Come on. It's going to be great. Who's excited about William McDowell? Come on. We'll play a video in a moment. But it's time to receive our offering right now. I want everybody to get ready to give. Pastor Don's going to close this service out, and uh, it's going to be a mighty closing, but I want you to look at your neighbor, and I want you to say, neighbor, say, I don't know about you, but I receive every word, every word that the Lord gave to my pastor for my life. Do you receive it? Make a little noise if you do. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it inspired you in every single way. For more information about Calvary Christian Center or to give, you can go to calvaryfl.com and be sure to subscribe and like this podcast. And we will see you next week here on the Calvary FL Podcast.